This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi guys, welcome to Leicester Fan TV. Um, we take on Spurs then in the next game um, in the Premier League at the King Power Stadium. There's been a COVID outbreak. We'll be joined by Flav from the Fighting Cock um, Tottenham podcast. Um, we'll get into details of who could and could not be playing for Spurs uh, come Thursday. We'll obviously talk about Leicester as well, who will be in the team for that. Um, guys. Join the debate, um, get your views in, get your comments in. Um, smash a like, share, subscribe to Leicester Fan TV if you can. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Snapchat. Follow us wherever you can find us at Leicester Fan TV. Um, we are live tonight for the Away Fan Chat Show. Um, Thursday is obviously the watch-along. Is Leicester take on Tottenham Hotspurs? The game's on as I'm hearing. So until I hear different, then we'll, go, we'll obviously let you know. Um, the pre-match show with Reedy as Leicester take on Everton on Sunday. Um, he'll be talking about that and obviously the post-match Spurs analysis. Um, Saturday will be the away fan chat show again with Everton fan. Speedo Mick um, obviously does a lot of charity work and that, so we'll be talking all things with Speedo Mick, head of the Everton game, and his amazing charity work. The Aftermath show then on Sunday at 10 o'clock with Jamie um, talking post-match, no, pre-match, Everton, um, and getting your thoughts in ahead of kickoff, And obviously the watch-along again on Sunday um, at... Maybe about 11 o'clock, half 11, with Phil and the boys. Um, 
Right then, guys, let's get his show on the road, shall we? Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. Are you ready for the show? Thanks to our sponsors, ADT Taxis, Everards, Pucka Pies, Pink Car Leasing, Leicester Riders, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Peter's Pizzeria, Hope Against Cancer, and Newbie and Co Estate Agents. We want your views, we want your comments, so join us live. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi guys, welcome to the Wave Fan Chat Show. Um, where we'll obviously be talking all things Leicester versus Spurs. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, a COVID outbreak in quite a few of the clubs in the Premier League, including Leicester and Tottenham. Um, guys, as always, get involved, get your comments in, get your views in ahead of this one. Um, it's a massive game for Leicester City Football Club as they look to finishing the top six this season. But first, we've obviously got to beat Spurs to get them three crucial points. Um, let's get a few good evenings in then. Uh, EC100, hello. Come on, LCFC, the councillor. How are you? Evening, big game. Coming up against the Spuds, yes. Mateus, hello, mate. How are you? Uh, Hayden, the Leicester Fox. Yes, good, mate. How are you? I'm assuming Vestergaard and Amati are still sick for the Tottenham match, right? Yep. Um, not sure about Cags, though, going into this one. Is the game still going ahead? It is. Um, how are you, Ross? Evening, Charlie. Um, shortly, I'll be joined by Flav from the Fighting Cock podcast. Um, he'll obviously... Talk all things Tottenham. Can see you're wearing your blue tinted glasses. Shut up, Reedy. Um, <laughs> we're not all Rogers out like you, you know. Um, hopefully, Brendan proves you wrong. Um, so, you know, Johnny Evans ain't in this game either. So maybe that would make you a bit more happier considering you don't rate him. Uh, Marty's back fit. That's very good then. He'll maybe fill in for Cags. No, and or Evans because Cags pulled up, obviously. After the Newcastle game. So, hopefully Evans is out for a while. Well, we don't want to shut on anyone, really, to be honest. You going to the women's game tomorrow? Maybe. If I am, I'll see you there. Um, that's good, Reedy. 25 points if we beat the Spuds. Well, we only get three. Don't get too greedy. Um, it's a massive game for Leicester tomorrow on Thursday night at 7.30 kickoff. Um, it's going to be a massive game as Harry Kane returns to the King Power Stadium again he's obviously got a good record against Leicester in games so hopefully we can keep the big man out um, question before we invite Flavin then Vardy or Dakar or both Leicester fans who are we playing then against Spurs do we go for Jamie Vardy do we keep with Pats and Dakar or do you play both and go run it that Spurs defence. Which one would you choose? We might need to play Benkovic if we don't have the available defenders. Um, yeah, we've got quite a few out, haven't we? Fafana still, James Justin, uh, Ricardo as well. 
he seems to be struggling a bit, but obviously Ricky P were on the bench against uh, Newcastle. Maybe he was saving him for this game. Who knows? Both are, both all out attack. Interesting then. Um, let's invite my guest in then, Flav from the Fighting Cock podcast, Tottenham. Flav, how are you, mate? I'm really good, mate. Thank you very very much for having me on. I can't. Good. Did some one of one of your commenters say that you wanted Brendan Rodgers out? Yes. Is that a is that a collect is that a sort of a substantial section of your fan base that want him out? That sounds like absolute madness to me. Do you know literally, what? Literally just won the FA Cup. It is crazy. <sighs> what, um, what do you think? Do you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to back him 100. percent I'm Brendan Rodgers yeah. in. Uh, right, mate. I right. think. You know, every manager goes through these sort of spells where you're not going to win every game in the Premier League. Every game's difficult. You know, you're not guaranteed three points at every game, no matter who you play, whether it's at the top or at the bottom, midway. You know, it's football. I get, I get. You've had some bad results or, or, or disappointing results. Obviously, the Napoli result that put you out of the Europa League could, was disappointing. But yeah. you're away against probably the best, well, definitely the best team in Italy. That's you know. Um, You've had good results this year. That's mad. Like, what, what if you if you get rid of Brendan Rodgers? Who are you going to get? What's the alternative? Well, this, is qu- this question for Leicester fans. I mean, you know, some people would throw Frank Lampard, Nuno Espirito Santo. You know, oh, no, they're no, no better. They're no better than Brendan. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to come on here and start well, asking you questions. I really am. But Nuno, <laughs> you don't want Nuno. You absolutely do not want him. And. Um, Frank Lampard doesn't have the experience that Brendan Rodgers does. Like he's, he, he will come good. Like, like I know it won't be missed on you that Spurs and Leicester are not the the greatest fans of each other, our fan bases. But I, I mean, I, I'd be delighted if you got rid of Brendan Rodgers. He's quality, and he and he will be quality for you for as long as he. The biggest worry is that if he decides to jump ship because he hasn't got the the greatest amount of loyalty in his bones, is he? I think at the end of the day, you. You know, this comment here from the councillor, be fair, prior to the Newcastle game, it was touch and go. I mean, Flavs, at the end of the day, you've got to beat who's in front of you, haven't you? At the end of the day, Newcastle will be a team who Leicester and Spurs obviously need to beat in this league and obviously to compete for the points. I mean, mm. you know, people could say, oh, well, you could play Nottingham Forest next season or something like that, but you've still got to go and beat them. It's, it's the opposition at the end of the day, it don't matter who they are where they are in the table, you've still got to go and beat them. I mean, you're looking to get points against Man City and Liverpool these days. Yeah, for sure. But if you beat us and then, you know, beat Everton, then the, the narrative around Brendan Rodgers going is completely changed, isn't it? That's how quick things change in football, I guess. I think it's the way Brendan Rodgers plays. I mean, it's not been the greatest of football this season. It's been very frustrating, passing it around the back, too slow to come out. Mm. We're not producing the goods. And I think that's where Leicester fans are feeling very frustrated and we're not winning the games we should be. We've dropped points against the poorest of teams of Burnley and teams like that, Brighton and Southampton, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's I think it's a frustrating thing. I think I don't think it's they want Rogers to go. I just think they want him out because of the results. I mean we've only got what eight clean sheets out of forty four games. Mm. Nine sorry. Mm. So I was just I was just I mean from outside perspective Obviously, I've got no vested interest in, in Leicester doing well, but from an outside perspective, it felt like that's like you could when when Dean Smith was sacked get, uh, for Villa, you kind of understood it, even if you you, did, you knew very little about Villa, but you look at their results. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I think it'd be mad if you sack him. 
I think defensively, we've been quite shocking this season. If you've looked at Leicester this season, it's been defensive opposition in it. So many goals we've conceded this season. I mean, a lot of them have been from uh, set pieces. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Fingers crossed it goes that way. Uh, uh, is it like Nuno for Spurs? Just a performance and the results were there. So he had to go. That's the same for me with Rodgers. I want him to stay, but he's not looking good, really. What was Nuno like at Spurs, Flavs? A lovely guy, like really nice. You know, he was, he was, you know, bearing in mind we'd had 18 months of Jose Mourinho and, you know, we were warned as a fan base what having a manager like Jose Mourinho, what kind of atmosphere that he generates and, and um, creates. And I didn't really believe it. I, I had my head in the sand a little bit. Like Man United fans were saying, you know, this is going to go tits up for you. And we're like, yeah, whatever. You're just jealous. He's with us now. He wins trophies wherever. He won trophies with you. So that's all we want as Spurs fans. But it was so bad. And, and the reason why I always talk about Jose Mourinho when we're talking about Nuno is because the football was very similar. But you had Nuno who was much more affable and he said the right things. Um, and, you know, it started out first three games of the season. You win, win them 1-0. Um, you know, we conceded the goal in three. One of those results was against Man City, albeit at the very start of the season. But you knew, you knew after the Man City game, which was great, um, the Watford game wasn't anywhere near as good as you'd hope at home to Watford. We sort of let, uh, sort of scraped over and the Wolves absolutely tore us apart and we somehow won that 1-0 and you knew that something was wrong. Anyway, it was a weird, weird thing having him. Um, he wasn't the right man for the job, but we'd interviewed eight managers and not got any of them, one of which was Conte. And um, and you, we were left with him and we were all hopeful. I think we were all just thinking, well, he's our manager now, let's get behind him. But it was very difficult because the football was dire. It was, it, was, it was awful, really, really bad, like terrible. And then we got done by Palace 3-0 uh, away. Then we got done by... Uh, uh, Chelsea 3-0, we got beat by Arsenal 3-1, and then got beat by Man United 3-0. So you can't have that run of games in, in, in the Premier League and survive. And and that's what happened with Nuno. And obviously Spurs went all out, all guns blazing to get Conte in. And it's an absolute miracle that he's here, really is, because he's, you know, he shouldn't really be managing Tottenham on just, uh, you know, looking at the quality that we have in our first 11. He's, he's used to dealing with clubs that have absolute quality throughout their squad and based on the form this season we don't have that it may be that I'm wrong and he'll he'll um he'll bring quality out of these players but by his, from his own statements after we lost against a team called Mura or Musa I can't remember what they're called you know in the Europa Conference League which you're in now and I've got to say is the biggest waste of time an absolute waste of time it's a garbage competition um you know, uh, we lost against them, and he said that the, he's beginning to understand the gravity of his his his, his job at Tottenham. But uh, yep. you know, in the Premier League, he's he's unbeaten, he's won three and lost one, so he's doing all right. Flav, the councillor asked, then, do Spurs really want to be entertained and not bothered about winning anything? No, we want to be entertained and win something. Like you had it, you, Leicester we had did. it. You've had, you've won, you've won more. Well. I don't know, I suppose we have to talk about this, but you won the league and uh, for parts of that season, we were your sort of closest rival. Yeah. And, you know, taking nothing away from Leicester, that was an incredible, incredible thing. You've heard this so many times. I'm not going to blow more smoke up your ass. It was fantastic. Well done. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, 
you know, you've you've achieved in in the last two or three years more than Tottenham have achieved since 1961, which is 40, 60 years. So um you guys yeah. have won quite a bit in that time though, but you the Carabao Cup with um Jamie O'Hara and then the um Audi Cup, if you can count that. We do count it. We, we uh, you won't know about this one, but the Peace Cup in Asia, we won that as well. What's that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the, the um uh yeah, look, it's it's been put but but, but what my, my, my point is is that while under Ranieri Leicester played football in a way that completely suited the system, the formation, the ideas from the manager and the and the playing staff that you had, and it worked and it didn't matter if it wasn't the you know, nineteen ninety-nine Man United winning the league and then playing the football they did. Leicester did it the way they need to do it. And you were entertained throughout that whole season. Even, you know, it, even in the winning of the league, there were these sub-narratives of Vardy scoring 11 games on the bounce and whatnot. So I think it's yeah. okay to ask for good football and trophies. I think right now I'd take bad football and trophies. I think under Jose Mourinho, to answer the guy's question, under Jose Mourinho, a lot of Spurs fans are ready to say that. Look, the football's bad. Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. The football's rubbish. But... Um, but if we get a trophy at the end of it, if we get a pot at the end of it, then then so be it. But we didn't. We were the only club that Jose Mourinho has never won a trophy with. And uh, so it's gone back to, let's just play good football. Conte does play good football. He's attacking and he is a winner. He's about a, a good a manager as we could have possibly have got. There was no one yeah. else we could have got and we got him. So I think it's fair for Spurs fans, while there is no one's expecting us to win anything because it's Spurs, but... We're we're looking forward to some good football and a manager that demands everything. And the interesting thing is, he's come to Tottenham because he's been promised stuff by Daniel Levy. The biggest bugbear uh, from Spurs fans is that we don't back our managers, and there is no chance that Daniel Levy's brought in Conte only to 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 say that you're not going to get what you want. So it's an exciting time for Spurs. All we can do, based on what's happened and what what what's before us, is to be optimistic about the future and. I think anybody would in our in our situation right now. Are you Daniel Levy in or Daniel Levy out? I'm 100 Daniel Levy in. Uh, that's a massive question. I could go on for ages. If stop me if you get bored, right? But the thing is, where we've where where Tottenham came from when he took over, we were we were a very average middle of the road um, top flight club. Yeah. And he has transformed us within 20 years to being one of the most significant clubs in Europe. And that's without winning a single thing. Um, we have money. Um, it's just that we don't spend it. We've built a massive stadium. We've built state-of-the-art training facilities. We've attracted managers that we couldn't even dream of attracting in Jose Mourinho Conte. Uh, we've seen the development under Pochettino, something that we wouldn't have an ever anticipated. When he took over at Spurs, I think Spurs were managed by Glenn Hoddle. And then we got George Graham in. Then Pleat was there. It was just a mess. And this feels like there is a, a formula or a, or a movement towards something that could be sustainable and successful at the same time. The Spurs fans that want him out are one, those that consider him to be profit first and glory second. Yeah. And that's fair. You know, we haven't won anything, so you, it, it is fair. But I do feel like Spurs are set up to do something decent. And I feel like he's managed the football club, by and large, correctly. And it hasn't resulted in any trophies. But 
we're always going to be there or thereabouts. And we're always going to be in the conversation for these managers and these players and maybe challenging for a title. If, if Spurs challenge for a title next season, it wouldn't surprise anybody, right? Mm. When Levy took over, the idea of getting into, into the Europa League, it wasn't there was no Europa League then, but the, the idea of even qualifying from Europe was unthinkable. Now, if we challenge for the league next year, no one would be surprised. So that's I, that's why I'm Levy in. I, I, I still feel like we, we can achieve under him, for sure. Big question is then, would you consider yourself a top six club? If so, why? Or do you, you ask me? Are, we top, are you asking me about the big six? The the big six. Yeah, let's talk about top six teams who's won things. Well, you're you're digging me out because Leicester have won things, and you should be a part of that conversation. And nah, I, I don't That's... see us as a big. I don't see us as a big club. To be honest, I know we've won things, but I still don't see us as a big club. The, <coughs> the idea of a big six is a narrative created by the media, right? Uh, by yeah, by, by Sky Sports. You're a part of the top six if you are in the top six. That's that's it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way football's gone and the way um, you know how important money is is that mm. you could finish 14th and still be considered a part of the big six in inverted commas because there are more people watching you than say Aston Villa or you know West Ham could finish in the in the top four this year, but there'll be more eyeballs on Tottenham because of what's gone before and. And the amazing, and why I say amazing, I'm not saying I condone it and think that this is the way football should be gone, but the amazing yeah. work in creating a global brand that is Tottenham Hotspur, you know, there's always going to be more fans in the US or elsewhere that follow Spurs and follow West Ham, and they could finish above us for the next four seasons. They won't, but they could. Um, so the the big six is is is, is a nonsense. Um, when When they talk about that, it's purely about eyeballs, the amount of global audience that can be brought to the Premier League and the amount of money generated. But um, I would say my position would be whoever is in the top six is a, is the top six. Yeah. The big six shouldn't be relevant or, or pertinent when talking about football. Interesting. Um, let's talk about Harry Kane then. Um, he wanted out in the summer. Do you think he'll be there next summer? Or do you think Manchester City will make that move for, what was it reporting, about £165 million, was it, last summer? I mean, if they would have paid that, they would have got him. The The fact is that they weren't willing to pay more than £100 million after signing Grealish for £100 million, so that's why they didn't yeah. sign him. Um, honestly, if you're asking my opinion, I couldn't care less whether he was there or not. Um, he's 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 behaved in a way that I'll never... I, I I look at him on the pit on the pitch now, and I see him just as any other player that plays for Spurs. In fact, less of a player. Not you know what he can do on the pitch. Clearly, he's amazing, but his relationship with the with the Spurs fan base has been burnt significantly. The bridges have been burnt, and we just want him to do his job and score goals. But whether or not he'll be there, I don't care really. I'm not bothered. Like go and join Man City if that's what he wants. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's basically how I feel about it. Whether we're not, you know, we need him. We definitely need him if we want to. We're not going to sign a better number nine than Harry Kane. So the the best case scenario would be if Conte can get him on board and get him playing for Tottenham again and wanting to be there, then that's fine. Well, I'm happily, happily watch Harry Kane play for Tottenham. But what he was, was an absolute legend who would probably have gone down as one of our greatest ever players if not the greatest ever and uh yeah now it's all um it's all gone 
Do you feel that he's gave enough, though, for the club since wanting to move? I mean, some players, you know, they still play well, even though they want that move. I mean, Riyad Mahrez, look at Riyad Mahrez. I mean, when he wanted that move away from Leicester, he he threw his dummies out the pram and he was nowhere to be seen. He were in airports and that and looking for a move. I mean, then he came back, played a few games and then went to Manchester City for £65 million. I mean, Harry Kane, has he done enough this season, do you feel, in a Tottenham shirt since wanting that move? How do you feel about the whole situation? Or do you just feel that he should be dropped because he's not scoring the goals this season that you guys want? No, no, I don't think he should be dropped. He's not playing as badly as people outside the club would would think he is. He's yeah, he's he's been fine. Like against uh, who did we beat? Is it Norwich and Leeds? He actually he's mm. link up play and he's he's working uh, as a when he drops into number ten uh, was really good. His his passing was excellent. You know, there's no, no there's no world where Harry Kane gets dropped from Spurs. That's unless he he's put himself in a situation where he. He said something that would mean that he, he you know, in, in a similar situation with the Aubameyang thing at, at Arsenal at the moment, yeah, you know, he has to be dropped. You have to force him in order to maintain the the uh, integrity you have over the uh, over the team. Um, you know, Conte's gone on record previously of saying that any any player who isn't pu- pulling um, in the same direction as the rest of the squad and what his ideas are, that he'd rather kill him than play him. Because yeah. if you don't do that, then you then the, the problems that build further down the road are, are too significant to solve. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, he scored one goal in the Premier League, but he scored ten goals this season. He's still our top goal scorer. He's too good to to not play. So yeah, just play him. Um, Chris asks Flav, when you speak about Daniel Levy bringing Spurs more money and making them relevant, isn't that also attributed to them being in London and the growth of the Premier League? Yeah, that's a fair fair statement. Um, you know, everybody the the, the Premier League is the, the tide that, that that rises all boats. Everybody benefited from the Premier League. Everybody's uh, the global syndication in the Premier League. Um, anyone who didn't get relegated benefited hugely. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's completely it's very unfair to suggest that Daniel Levy's achievements at Spurs or what he's done well at Spurs is attributed only to the growth of the Premier League. I don't think the the guy who asked that question really believes it more. He's probably trying to wind me up. But the uh it's um I don't I think that's unfair. I mean look at the stadium didn't get built on the Premier League becoming a a, a, a more significant uh league around the world. You know the money yeah. helps but you know he's done a lot of work. It's not you know, the same as your chairman. The you know, the work that his son's done on uh, that has continued to do since he passed away. You know, if you get someone who's good and does the right things and says the right things and 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 behaves in the right way, regardless of how strong the league is, you get to do something special, and that's what you guys had. And um, yeah, I, I think Daniel Levy's should deserve more credit than just simply existing while the Premier League, um, you know, became bigger. Yeah, let's move on to Thursday's game then. Flav, you played Leicester away from home. Yeah. Um, obviously, you guys didn't play due to the COVID outbreak against Brighton. Um, you're seventh in the Premier League, um, not having played every single game so far. What are your thoughts on your season so far overall in the games that you have played, including Europe? Including Europe as well. Right, well, Europe has been horrible. It's been terrible. Like I said, the Europa Conference League is a joke. 
Um, yeah. No team in the Premier League should be playing in it. Um, it means nothing. If you win it, it means nothing. No one's mm-hmm. going to go, oh, well done, you've won the Europa Conference League. <laughs> if you win it, all you get is a place in, in, the, in, in the Europa League, which yeah. really isn't as attractive as the Champions League, which is a tournament we've played in semi-regularly in the last 10 years. So, yeah, the European stuff has been terrible. Remember, we've had a period of uh, under Nuno, which was awful. Um, so I'd say, by and large, the season so far has been really frustrating. However, if you remember, we, we, we had the game called off against Brighton, but we also had the game called off against Burnley because of snow, which has nothing yep. to do with COVID. If we'd have gone to Burnley and beat them, and you'd expect, I would have expected us to do that. And we would have beaten Brighton home again, something I would expect to have sort of done. We'd have been three points clear in the top four. And if you look at that, you think, how has that happened to Spurs this season? Like, how, how are Spurs, if we'd have won these games in hand, how can we possibly, given how we feel about this season so far, be three points clear of West Ham? We're having one of the greatest seasons they've had in, in decades. So I am quietly confident. Um, I don't think the game against Leicester, you guys, uh, is going to define our season. I don't think any game in in you know it doesn't really matter if Spurs don't finish in the top four or top six this season. I mean, it'd be difficult to take, but we've got to be building towards what what's happening next year. And it's a shame that we have to talk about the transitional period that we find ourselves in. And fundamentally, every club's in some sort of transition. Um, but if we if we build and we see a better brand of football and there is some sort of statement signings, I don't mean big, big signings in, in January, but signings that improve our first team, that I'd consider that to be a statement signing, then we can look towards next season with a fresh slate and say we can do something. So the mood, by and large, at the moment is optimistic. And like I say, since Conte's come in, we've won three and lost one. Uh, sorry, won three and drawn one. So you can't really argue with that. That's good form, you know. Like I say, we're suddenly in in the in the race for finishing the Champions League. So, yeah, let's talk about the Italian then, um, Mr. Antonio Conte, a manager who could have gone to Manchester United if he'd waited a bit longer. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that real job he really looked at and wanted. He obviously thought Solskjaer would have gone quicker than he thought, um, but you know, Spurs were out there. I don't know what made Antonio Conte go to Spurs, but obviously something got said between him and Daniel Levy to go there. Um, yeah. How has he got on at Spurs since joining and what transition do you feel he's going to change at the club? I think um, it, less to do with Daniel Levy and more to do with Paratici, who's our yeah. director of football, right? So he's the guy who worked with Conte for three years at Juve. And, you, and by you know, and this is the thing about giving Daniel Levy credit where it's due. He bought in Paratici and you bring in, you bring in guys that can make things happen in your football club. So if he make a, makes a decision to bring in Paratici and he then convinces Conte to, to to join the football club, that's almost like an assist where Paratici scores the goal. So he should get some credit. Um, yeah, so I, I think basically after that game against United where we were outplayed and Solskjaer kept his job, what they should have done regardless of that result, is sack Solskjaer. They should have sacked him. The minute they could have got Conte, they should have sacked him. Doesn't matter how what was happening on the pitch. If they were ambitious enough to get him and think about a a world where Conte was a Man United uh, United, uh, manager, 
then they should have done it. They shouldn't have like they should have just got rid of Solskjaer. Solskjaer was never going to last. It was amazing that he's lasted as long as he has, but they didn't. And out of the two clubs, Spurs showed the ambition. Showed the ambition when they were down on their luck. Where not down on their luck, we deserved everything we got. We were in a position where we shouldn't have been able to attract him, and we did. And whatever was said, and whatever amazing work was done by Paratici and Levy, we're we're now in this situation. Um, what can he do? I mean, it's like a, he's going to require players. Um, you know, when you've got look, look at what he's done at Juve um, and at Chelsea. You know, he, he didn't not spend. He he, he required, of course, of Inter Milan. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, you, he required. You know, look, we done with, with Lukaku, but these these, these what that there is a there is a uh, managers of that quality, and you put him alongside. You put him in the same bracket as as, as Guardiola, Klopp, um, Ancelotti. You know the, the managers that have been around the block that have done it and, and and have operated on the world scene, and they all need money and players, right? Yeah. Klopp, Klopp is is probably I think Klopp's probably the best manager in the world, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he and and he's done he's done more with less than than than, than Pep Pep what but Pep has. But he's still got Virgil van Dijk, who, who changed everything at Liverpool. And they still spent 70 million, was it 70 million pounds on the keeper? Or was it, was it less than that, 60 million on Alisson? So the managers at that level need money. And, and what we find ourselves in now is that if we've got Conte, and that's what he's going to do, is that we need to we need to back him. And unfortunately, the way the Premier League is, barring what Leicester did, you, if you want success, you have to spend. And yeah. that's, that's what what he needs to do and, and and again what a, an incredible thing that Leicester did when they didn't they just recruited amazingly they was it Mares was like how was he 300,000 400 450k it's <laughs> <is> crazy <laughs> that recruitment is unreal and Kante as well obviously and not even that and beyond that I know that you never reach those heights again but you've done incredibly well like and Didi as well he's like when he's fit he's absolute like mustard when he's at the top of his game you're drinking he could walk into any team Bar in Chelsea, probably because Kante's there, but he's 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 wicked, and you know it's it's that kind of recruitment that that you you, you need in order to be successful. Um, you know, they they both those players went on for big money and have achieved a lot, but they were they were that quality at Leicester. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm excited by by what Conte's done. Fundamentally, he's he's saying, you know, look, he. So uh, you, you might have seen um, Spurs fans talk about Ndombele and how how excited we were about him. Yeah. He's a great player, but he hasn't had a minute in the Premier League, I don't think. He might have come on as a sub late on, but he hasn't had a minute under Conte. And such is the gravitas that Conte brings with him is that we're Spurs fans are okay with a midfield of rugby on Hoybier and Skip and, and Emerson Royale, who aren't exciting players but if he gets results no one cares and it looks like probably like Deli Alley and then Dombele might be out the door so. do you think that if Antonio say doesn't get the money what obviously was agreed for him to have at the club do you think he'll walk mm. of course he will he, he's walked to every every club you know in Milan he was like my job's done I'm gone yeah, I'm, I'm not anticipating. I hope that we have five years with Conte, and there may be ups and downs, but that he stays with us and builds some sort of mini dynasty. 
But yeah, of course, there's always a risk that, 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 you know, we have to give him what he wants. He demands success. He demands everything. And that's why it's exciting at the moment because Daniel Levy's, as much as I like him and, and rate him and will defend him, he is under pressure to deliver. And if he doesn't back the manager with signings, then the pressure will be back on. Like there were protests. I mean, they were pretty meek protests, but there were protests at Spurs. So um, yeah, Daniel Levy is un- under pressure and we have money. So let's start spending it. We spent a billion on the stadium. We spent 300 million on the training center or whatever it was. Now it's time to invest in the squad. And Daniel Levy has said that he would do that. So let's see. Yeah, let's talk about this uh, COVID outbreak then. Um, obviously, we heard about it with Spurs first in the Premier League. <sighs> How many players were roughly out then? Um, yeah. Has any of them come back now then since? Or... Uh, it's hard to tell because we're not getting a huge amount of information from the club, but um, they uh, everyone's back in training after their isolation period and testing yeah. negative. Um, but whether that means they'll be able to play if they've been poorly, if they've been sick, um, you know, felt had physical symptoms of COVID, uh, that they'll be able to play against Leicester, I don't know. Um, the number is apparently eight first-team players and yeah. a couple of under-23s and three or four staff. So pretty significant. Um, if According to some of the journalists around Spurs, you've had Sessegnon, who's been playing in uh, a shape in training. So he's likely to play instead of Reguilon, who picked up a knock against Norwich, who had to go off. Yep. So Sessegnon will play on the left, the midfield, or as a wing-back. Hoybier and Skip have... Uh, there's also been a midfield of Ndombele and Winks in training, which mm. would be very different from Hoybier and Skip. Um, I don't know if if the if the performances of Skip have escaped the sphere of Tottenham fans, but I don't know if you've heard much about him, but he's been fantastic this year so far, and we're really excited about what Skip will do. Um, the answer is I don't know because there's no information coming out. We don't know who's fit. We don't know how fit they are. We don't know who's training. And and I get that from a Spurs fans, a, 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 sorry, a, a Spurs perspective because you just don't want to give out too many. Too, you don't want to enable Brendan Rodgers to be able to prepare for whatever <laughs> team it, team that, that we play. So, um, you know, keep your cards close to your chest and yeah. whatever lineup there will be an hour before. And I'd expect to see some... some um, I I'd expect to see a weakened side. Um, Son was was down with it, but you know we need him to play. So if he's anywhere near fit, he will. <clears throat> yeah, apparently it was a uh, Lucas Moura as well. Um, he was one of them as well. Um, mm. And Son, um, they're two key players, aren't they, to wear Spurs? Or yeah. I mean, he's a good winger. Um, Son. Very underrated. Yeah. He doesn't get the credit he deserves, does he? Um, at Tottenham, um, does it? I mean, from Spurs fans' perspective, yeah, the Spurs from a Spurs fans' perspective, he does. We understand how important he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Kane, the, spot, the spotlight has been on him this season, but he's been, um, yeah, he's been great. He's been fantastic. He's scored in the last couple of games, so um, yeah. And Lucas Moore is, is really important as well. Like he doesn't out of the three, he doesn't get anywhere near as much uh, credit. Um, and the way he plays makes the job of the other two much easier. Um, you know, he never stops working. He always drops deep to pick up the ball, which enables Kane and Son to gamble a little bit. So if he doesn't play, that'll be a big miss as well. Yeah, but who knows what, what's going to happen. Um, we haven't got Romero as well as the centre-back who um, we signed from Atalanta in the summer. 
amazing, amazing centre back. Like, like rate him so highly, and really excited about what he might bring to our defence. But he had a bad hamstring injury, and it looks like he's out to January, February at earliest. So we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Dear, you're gonna have to somehow break down a defence of Ben Davies, Eric Dyer, and probably Sanchez, which shouldn't be too difficult. Well, you say that, but then it's Leicester. <laughs> I mean, because... we've looked at some of the defences this season and thought we can run them. And then when you when you come to look, playing the game, we don't seem to be doing anywhere near. We spend more time uh, playing around with our defence than we do attacking other people's defences. What's that? What's what's the situation at the moment with uh, Vardy? Like, what what's where is he at? Is it is it feel like he's sort of kind of tapering towards the end of his career, or what what's what's going on with him? I think with Vards, you know, he's 34 now, 35 in January. Um, he's a player now. Now they've brought Pats and Dakar in, haven't they? Um, this season. I like the look of him. Where, yeah, it's all right. Where, I mean, he's going to be a replacement for Jamie Vardy, isn't he? Ian Acho scored quite a lot of goals last season. He hasn't got a sniff in the team this season, starting-wise. Um, I mean, Vardy, you can't play him on his own nowadays. I just feel he's lost a yard of pace. Um, teams are now catching him up, these defenders. But before he's, enti- he's they entitled wasn't. to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's entitled to like he's uh, you don't have speed merchants generally that last 33 mm. plays for. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's 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 interesting. I mean, I'm I'd glad to see the back of him. He's been a bloody nightmare. <laughs> we'll go to a stat of Jamie Vardy then. Um, netted seven goals in seven top flight appearances versus Spurs. How do you feel yeah. about that one? He's a bastard. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and also gives it he's like it's got he carries the arrogance of a player who is as good as he is and um man he's yeah uh, yeah if you if you dislike a player of, of uh, you know an opponent's player then they're doing the right thing yeah um unbelievable unbelievable forward um you know the story you know that he's he's rise to becoming Leicester's main man is it could be a movie do you know what I mean and um you know, he probably should have got more game time playing for England. But, you know, he was up against Harry Kane, which was, which was, uh, made it very difficult for him. But obviously, there's, you know, there's this, this issue with, uh, Leicester fans and Harry Kane, not least because he scores against you a lot. But, you know, he was on loan there, weren't he? And he didn't do yeah. very well. Didn't do any, to be honest, that he did, apart from Millwall, of his like 14 loan moves, everyone seemed to hate him. Send him back, he's shit. <laughs> Mm. Flav, if you didn't support Tottenham, then if you had to have any of the two strikers in your team, Kane or Vardy, who would you pick? I mean, Vardy's gone and won the FA Cup, the Premier League, the Community Shield. Now he's got he's got the eleven eleven. It's heaven. Um, hundred goals. Um, Is that what you call it eleven. It's heaven. Well, that's what it was. I mean, that's what. No, I mean, it was eleven. It but I wouldn't call um, it heaven. Like it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it. That's what it got reported as. Oh, eleven. Right. It's heaven. But, Fair enough. Um, you know. you're you're not asking me seriously whether or not I would have Jamie Vardy over Harry Kane, are you? Well, who, let who, me ask you. What, let me ask you. Go would, on. Would, then. would you would you swap it, Harry Kane at the start of his career at Spurs with Jamie Vardy at the start of his career at Leicester? You wouldn't. No. Oh, come on, of course you would. Of course you would. He, he's, he's like, and I'm not even saying this as a Spurs fan. Like, I couldn't really care less yeah. about this stuff. I don't like how good a player is. On, he, as fans, we can't dictate that, right? Exactly. And like, yeah. like, I don't, I don't really, I don't. If someone else has got a better player than Spurs, I don't think 
oh, well, ours is better. I just think that's frustrating. I don't want him. I don't want Leicester to have Vardy. That pisses me off. Um, like there's people that say, I'd love to see Messi in the Premier League. Why? Why would you want another team to have a better player than you? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, so don't, my... I, don't, I don't think he cut it in the Premier League, Messi, no, to be honest. Not Too quick enough. for him. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't stand up to the pace of the game. But, <laughs> but, but, but on the floor. <laughs> but my point is, um, yeah. is that if you look at the stats, like not yeah. the, the what he's won, like Vardy has won more. Goal-wise. But just look at like what he's done, like the goals and assists and stuff. He's just you can't. Like, if we take the rivalries out of it, there's no, yeah. there isn't a Leicester fan listening to this, and a Spurs fan, if they are listening, that that doesn't rate. You don't rate Kane. You don't rate Vardy above Kane. You don't. If you take your your hat off, you just don't. Oh. In my opinion, I so think Kane. Kane's a very good striker. He can score goals. I mean. He's very gifted if he can get it on his head and stuff like that. He's better with his edit times than he is. He's one of the best number nines in the world. He's more than gifted. He is gifted, though. That's what you call it, gifted. I mean, he's younger than... Is he younger than... He's younger than Jamie Vardy, isn't he, Harry Kane? Yeah, he's uh, 28, I think, 29. So, Vardy would have came in the Premier League, say, at the age of 23, maybe 24. How many goals do you think Jamie Vardy would have got up to what he's got now? I mean... uh... Spurs, um, Spurs. Sorry, uh, Harry Kane will probably break Shearer's record, and Vardy would never. I think, even if he leaves Spurs and goes to Man City, um, then he, uh, and or if he stays at Spurs, he might he probably breaks Shearer's record, which makes him the best striker in, in the in the Premier League history, and yep. probably makes him one of the best strikers to ever play the game. I don't think that question that will ever be given to to Vardy, but. Well, let's let's agree to disagree because I don't think we'll ever come to some sort of agreement here. No, um, I do. I do rate Kane though as a striker. I'm not going to lie. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate him. I just, mm. you know, it's it's this um, sort of thing of this third, third in the towards race sort of thing. I mean, What's that? Le- that's got nothing. Leicester, to do with fan, Leicester fans get very annoyed when Harry Kane scores against him every single time. I think that's what it is. I mean, he's very good for England. He's Harry Kane's a very good striker. I'll put my hat down on it because he is. Um, you know, he scored some incredible goals. I mean, he broke that record with Son last season for the was it the assisted more assisted goals as a team double? That's correct. Yeah, both like in goals and assists mm. provided for each other. Yeah, look, he's just he he, he is quality. Like, I don't have to defend his corner. I don't think I, he's he's Better done. Than the Bamiang at Arsenal. Let's agree on that one oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, the guys are the guy. I mean. I, I love. I don't know how, how do you feel about Arsenal. It's, it's interesting because obviously, as a Spurs fan, we loathe them. They're scum. But the uh, but what do you what do you make of Arsenal? What do you do you do you have any animosity between them? I know you hate Tottenham more than them, obviously. But do you not really care about them? I just like laughing at team? Arsenal fan TV. I mean, I just think <laughs> some pe- some people are very deluded. Um, I'm not going to mention names. I mean, but you know, at the end of the day, that's their football club. At the end of the day, they need to focus on their football club and not others. I mean, they picked themselves up to be what they was in the past rather than where they are now. I mean, they still think they're living in 2003 and four season when they won the league. Yeah, they're a weird bunch. A very weird bunch. Well, you'll have to put up with them, don't you? You're North London rivals, so I wish I wish they were <laughs> just better. I wish they were better rivals. Is all. I wish they would like. You know, they're just not. Not not good enough. Not it's not even just on um you know on the playing side of things it they are what they are. Um but you know, 
for a team that rates or a fan base that rates themselves so highly above Tottenham and they haven't yeah. finished above us in six years. It's it's remarkable, really. They're deluded. That that one might answer your Kane question. It's probably partly because we have a brilliant English striker already. We just see Kane different. I think that's what it is. Yeah, fair um, enough, I, I, I don't take anything away from. Yeah, yeah. I don't take anything away from a fan being defensive of their own players, man. Yeah, it's what it's what it's all about. It's rivalry, isn't it? But um, it's football, football. That's what it is. So, let's have a look at the predicted lineup then. Um, Loris, Dio, Sanchez, Davies, Doherty, Winks, um, Hoiberg, Sessignon, Deli Alley, Bergwijn, Kane. Is that? Do you think that's going to be your lineup come Thursday? Or I hope not. Jesus if not, Christ. who would you put in if they are fit? All right, if they're all fit, this is the this is the team. It would be it'd be Loris, it'd be Davies, Eric Dyer. It would yeah. probably be Sanchez, although I prefer Tanganga. Uh, and there'll be Emerson Royale on the right. Yeah. Um, it'll be Reguilon, although he's definitely not fit, so it won't be him. It'll be Sessignon, midfield of Hoybier and Skip, and then up top Son Kane and uh, and Mora. If Son is out, then um, then it'll probably be Bergwijn. If Lucas Moura's out as well, then it would have to be Deli Ali, I guess. Um, but other than that, I can't imagine. Like though Do- he's like he's not, he's like a third choice right wing back. Yeah, he, he wouldn't unless we've got absolutely no one else to play. Then he's not going to be playing. But that lineup sent shivers down my spine. The one you just put up. <laughs> yeah, I bet I bet you'd be watching through your fingers watching that sort of lineup. Yeah. Um, player watch then who's Leicester got to look out for if it's not Hyun Ming Son or Harry Kane if it's not them <laughs> we haven't got that many good players uh, <laughs> um, look it's if they're not it, it's those two right and if 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 Ndombele plays and it seems like he there is a chance that he might if the players are not fit elsewhere then um, I would say look out for him he can yeah. unpick any defence he is his his ceiling is so high. He mm. could be an absolute world beater. It's just he doesn't seem to want it. Um but see, yeah, I would say I would say and Um but fundamentally it's the system and the belief uh fun you know that that you know we our first eleven isn't good enough to get in the top four, but with Conte's mm-hmm. tutelage and his his ideas and the passion that he's instilling on these players. Alexa, stop. Apologies. Um, uh, the the, uh, the yeah the passion and, and the and the idea and all, all pulling in one direction. Same same way. Like I'm I'm not comparing us to Leicester's league title win, but I'm saying that there were players. Everybody was pulling in the same direction. Renieri had had them playing a, playing a tune, and they were all doing their bit. Um, and in the short time, he's transferred transformed a very very average, uh, not even an average team, a team that was playing with zero confidence into one that's playing. With a little bit more, so I would say while there isn't a single player that will tear you apart, although we have that in our locker if they're on the top of their form, I think generally across the pitch, a an effort and a desire to win will be what gets us over the line. Um, I know that doesn't isn't really an exciting answer, but we don't have the standout player. We don't have a Madison. We don't have you know we don't have Vardy at the moment. You know we we've got. We've got we've got a, a team that's underperforming. I say that look before Conte, we had a team that's underperforming that weren't doing well. Yeah. Now I don't know what we have. It's hard to predict what what Spurs are right now because we're at the start of something that's very different than what we had before. 
Yep. If you had to take any of the uh, Leicester players then in out of this Leicester squad to put into a Tottenham team, who would you have and why? Indeed, all day. Love him. Absolutely love him. I'll rate him uh, up there with almost any other midfielder in the Premier League. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think he's uh, an incredible footballer. Um, Madison, I don't think um, our system wouldn't suit him. I think fundamentally, archetypally, as much, as much as I understand, obviously I don't watch less day in, day out. But yeah. um, as a, a number 10, there's, there's few better than him. Tielemans has been top draw. Uh, he was linked with us. And I think uh, it was on the potch that we tried to buy him and we didn't. He went to Leicester. He's been like superb. He he could definitely come to Spurs and do do a good job. Fofana looked good. Is he injured? Is he is he back? Fofana's injured. He's uh, on the recovery. He should be back in the new year. Great player. Look really really great signing there. And it's the thing like you're digging like some Leicester fans are digging him out, but they don't have him. Uh, not digging him out. Sorry, dig, dig, digging um, uh, Rogers out, and he doesn't have some of these these key players. Uh, Harvey Barnes has always impressed me. Um, think he's underrated. Uh, I like him. Like for, for a player, obviously Son is would always start above Harvey Barnes if you're playing on that left hand side. But we need squad, and you know Harvey Barnes would would be someone that I would uh, I'd happily see at Spurs. Yeah. Um, I think Perez has been quality as well. As far as I know, like from looking from the outside in, Perez has had a good good time at, at Leicester. I don't know if that's representative of the way you guys think but no no really <laughs> Jesus. 30 million quid for that are you joking me a lot of dough. I'd, ra- I'd rather send him back to newcastle than but, keep him sorry here. really wow yeah <laughs> that's a wind up surely no i mean like, i just going by what i've what i've seen but look like i say i, I watch spurs i don't watch football yeah <laughs> so yeah i've probably had it i've had a nightmare there haven't i yeah Let's put it that way. Uh, predictions for Spurs this season, then? I mean, if you look at the the fact that if we run our games now and that we'd be three points clear at, uh, in top four, then you'd say a top four is a reasonable expectation. No, actually, that's a, it's a, it's a bit of a dreamland, but we could hope to finish there. I think top yep. six is more, more reasonable. Um, but yeah, no, top four is on if we continue to pick up results. Everyone has their opinion, Reedy. I mean, not everyone agrees on a certain player. Some people might like um, Sionchu, others might not. I mean, some people rate Evans, some people don't, Reedy. So, you know, it's just a fan's opinion. Mm, um, to, to play, so, so Sionchu was rated last year, right? Is he now yeah. no good? I think with Craggs, he's a bit of a hothead, isn't it? You know, loses his temper quite a bit. I mean... They say he's good with Johnny Evans, which you've seen that partnership um, yeah. over the last few seasons where it's been fantastic. I think this season it hasn't really worked as such. Um, he seems to be nowhere's la- nowhere land at times where yeah. he's out of position, he's doing whatever Cags wants to do. But, you know, he's not been the... I wouldn't say he's been the Turkish delight what we expected this season. And watching Cags, I mean, he was, he was all right against Newcastle. I mean, other games you could say he was really bad. Fair enough. That it's just mad how football football changes, isn't it? Like we, there isn't a single Spurs fan that would wanted to see Dyer start this season. Like we wanted him out, we wanted him replaced. Um, but under Conte and and parts under Nuno, he looked looked quality. So, you know, it's 
fans are reactive. They're reactive to form. They're re- reactive yeah. to the, the last five games. And like I say, if Leicester beats Spurs and then uh, who's the game after Everton, is it? Um, then it's all gravy again. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll what, agree with that. what's what's your it, how how just just so um, just for for for, for my benefit, how, what 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 players do you think can can hurt Spurs? Who who are you expecting performances from? Tillemans, Madison, and Didi, uh, Patson Dakar if he plays, um, Jamie Vardy obviously loves a goal against this and what top and six scenario thing. So yeah, and what's, what's 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 um what's Brendan Rodgers' system currently? Well, we're playing at five at the back at first. I mean, three and then wing backs. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's not worked for him this season. We've dropped points against all these teams we should be beating. Um, but I mean, we've not really found our system as such. I mean, people would sit there and say, yeah, we only beat Watford or Leggy Warsaw because they were poor. Newcastle were poor. We've never really had a good test. And when we do get a test, fans don't feel that we've tried hard enough and we've got beaten without trying. Mm. Like the Chelsea game. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, score prediction then, Flav? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 2-1 Tottenham. Right, okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to say 2-1 Leicester. Um, I think Kane's going to score, like always. Um, I think Patson Dack will get one and uh, Yuri Tillemans from distance. Fair play. So, um, guys, get your score predictions in. Um, as always, tell me what you think the score is going to be and who's going to score on Thursday against Tottenham. Um, Flav, Thank you for coming on, mate, um, as always. Um, and good luck after Thursday night. Yeah, you too. Take care, mate. Thank you. Cheers, pal. See in a bit. That was Flav um, giving us the insight into Tottenham. Uh, someone's gone 5-5. Five, 3-1, five. 3-2. Uh, Counselor, I'll admit the whole defence has been poor this season. I wasn't just singling out Cags. I was just on about his performances this season I don't think they've been up to standards um right guys can you please like share and if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed already please do so push that notification button on YouTube it'll tell you every time we are live um let's have a look then what's coming up on Leicester Fan TV shall we for the rest of the week um so, we've got the show on Thursday, the watch-along with the boys. Um, if you're not travelling to the King Power or can't watch it on Amazon Prime, then go and check it out. Um, go and support the boys and give them your thoughts ahead of the game and after after the game. Um, pre-match show with Reedy, looking at Spurs post-match and looking ahead to Everton. Um, Saturday, Speedo Mick will be arriving here at Leicester Fan TV, talking to me on Saturday, head of Everton, and talking about his great charity work. Um, phenomenal. Um, the Aftermath show then on Sunday at 10 o'clock with Jamie. Um, he'll be looking ahead to the Everton game, which is a massive game at Goodison Park on Sunday. Uh, the return of Damari Gray. Um, so... That is good. Um, fair play, Jack. I'll be at the KP giving Conte grief behind the dugout. You do that, Councillor, as always. Um, 
Guys, thank you so much for watching tonight, as always. Um, please like, share, subscribe to Leicester Fan TV if you can, please. Um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Snapchat, everything at Leicester Fan TV. Um, thank you to these guys, ADT, Hologram, Tiger, Peter Pizzeria, Pucker Pies, Pink Car Leasing, Leicester Riders, The Foxes Arms, Nubian Co., and our chosen charity, Hope Against Cancer. Thank you guys for all the likes, comments, and getting involved. Thank you for everyone's views and getting involved in the debate. Um, good night, mate. Hope you're well. Uh, top chat, top chat, Jack. Thank you very much. Uh, really hope you've enjoyed the show tonight, guys. Um, and catch Reedy on Friday and go and catch the boys for the watch-along as Leicester take on Spurs at the King Power on Thursday. Good night, everyone, and goodbye for now. Cheers for watching, everyone. Thanks for watching Leicester Fan TV. Thanks to our sponsors, ADT Taxis, Everards, Pucka Pies, Pink Car Leasing, Leicester Riders, Hologram, The Fox's Arms, Peter's Pizzeria, Hope Against Cancer, and Newbie and Co Estate Agents. Make sure to follow us on all of our social channels at Leicester Fan TV. Visit our website, LeicesterFanTV.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.